I turn my stomach. That would make me puke. Why? Come on, Skip. Hey, come on. Hey, Skip. Skip. Don't. Hey, don't you do it, Skip. Come on, Skip. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what's going on here? What What are we waiting on? What's the holdup? What's the issue? I thought it was going to happen last night. Um, Is that picture floating around of Caleb Williams like in a golf cart or something wearing a University of Southern California uniform legitimate? Muleshoe made an, uh, a decision in four hours. I don't know why Caleb Williams can't oh. make a decision that quick. What do you think? You have no idea? You have no insight? You have nothing to offer? Uh, no, I've got nothing to offer as why it hasn't happened already, but it will happen, okay? Don't get don't, – it's all right. I know you're getting excited. You'll see, um, you'll see Caleb Williams in USC gear soon enough. Should don't I worry. text Lincoln and ask him when they're going to announce Caleb? Just do a bunch of question marks with an eyeball emoji. <laughs> He's not doing the eyeball emoji anymore out there, is he? It's the Surely peace not. sign. Okay. Isn't that what he's doing now? I, yeah, that's right. And I guess he sent out a peace sign, and a lot of people are speculating that that must be the Caleb Williams kid about to be announced. Mario Williams doesn't even get a peace sign. Sorry, Mario. You're not good enough to register anything on this one. Are we? Is this a guarantee that Mario Williams is going the same place as Caleb? Uh, I mean, he visited USC before Caleb did, and he's pretty made it pretty clear all along he wants to play with him. So, yeah, I uh, think they're a package deal here, especially mm. if we're talking about USC. I mean, he played the same place last year, so yeah, I'd I'd be I'm willing to say I'd be shocked if those two guys aren't playing at SC next season. Hmm. Mario Williams. Um, 35 receptions on the year, which kind of puts him, right, we had, what, uh, five guys that had receptions in the 30s. Hazelwood was number one with 39, and Jeremiah Hall and Mims both had 32. Mario Williams had 35, 380 yards. It's interesting, and I don't know, is it because of the relationship between Mario and Caleb? Like, that's why – Yes. In they're considered linked yes. no matter where they go? Yes, hmm. yes. I mean, pretty much, yeah. So we're going to have a wide receiving core with no Michael Woods gone to the NFL, Tyler. Uh-huh. Hazelwood right. transferred to Arkansas. Mario Williams gone. Um, speculation is the University of Southern California. And Jeremiah Hall uh, who had 32 receptions as well, was one of the leading. All of those guys gone. Mario or Marvin Mims, the only guy back. Well, hey, come on. You heard Bob talk about Jalil Farouk. He's like, golly, I mean, where's this kid been all year long? Okay, he's he's a really good player. I think he's going to have a big year. You, you heard him. I asked the question. You heard him. There's no better way to judge how Farouk's season next year is going to go other than you know how many yards receiving he had this year? Uh, did he have over 100? No. Four catches for 69 yards. Nice. Very oh. nice season. Yep. Long of 30, 17.3 average. A limited amount of grabs, but made quite the impression with four catches. Made quite the impression on Bob is what it sounded like to me. Yeah. 
expect I, him I to think, have a Was nice that year. a little bit of shade thrown at Lincoln? Like, where's this kid been? How come we haven't I, been throwing look, the football I'm there? It, I'm taking anything and everything as, as shade. Yes. So Bob basic. Absolutely. I'm paraphrasing. Bob said, I looked around all the coaches and said, why the heck wasn't Lincoln thrown to this guy? I think he basically called Dennis Simmons a crap wide receiver's coach. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Now all we need is for him to call uh, Benny Wiley a spin cycle coach. Now Spin uh, class coach. <laughs> uh, I saw this and wanted to get your thoughts on it. I guess the ratings are out. Stuart Mandel put out the tweet kind of showing what the, uh, the ratings have gone like throughout the college football playoff uh, era. The viewership for the title game. Last night's Georgia-Bama game drew $22.6 million. It's by far the lowest draw for the, for the title game since we've been having it. By far the highest draw was the original 2014 Ohio State-Oregon, 34.6 million people. It's gone down every single year. Um, how much of that is the Monday night title game? There's a there's a yeah. lot of people saying it should be a Saturday title game like college football is always on Saturday. I, there, but there's more competition that day. Like what was the what was the compi- what was the competition last night? I mean nothing else was on. There was no and I'm not saying Big 12 hoops would be a serious contender, but like even Big 12 hoops didn't have a big Monday game tonight. No. I, I mean I, I can offer I can offer a theory for you. Okay. Um, the sport is becoming very regionalized. Okay. No doubt. I think the West Coast is to blame for these numbers. Um, one, college football is not a very big deal out there, and they really don't have anybody that is kind of drawing up the interest, you know. But also factor it, and I think that this is the the biggest factor. Whereas college football has seemingly disappeared from the West Coast, I don't think it's always been like this. I think the NFL has kind of it's gone to the next level out there. Yeah. You know, say what you want about how the West Coast does college football, and I think that they do an extremely crappy job of college football west of the Rocky Mountains, but that new stadium in Vegas is awesome. And there's a whole lot of five relevant yeah, teams out there's there. There's a whole lot of interest in the Raiders right now. There's a whole Chargers? lot of interest in uh, the NFL in LA right now. So I think that that interest that used to be there in college football, the NFL is just such a priority now on the West Coast that college football just basically left to pick up the scraps. Dang near every team west of the Colorado Rockies made the playoffs. Yeah. Right? So uh, there is a lot of interest out there. And, you know, here's the other thing. The original 2014 championship game was Ohio State-Oregon, and yeah, that ties in some of the West Coast, but I remember watching that playoff. I thought the two semifinals were the greatest spectacles I'd seen in college football. I went to a friend's house, and we watched both games back-to-back, and it it was awesome. And then the national championship game, the first time it was a play, there was a novelty to that original game. And the NFL has been able to keep the Super Bowl a novelty, like a can't-miss affair for everyone, whether you're a sports fan or not. And I think college football did that in the original year, but hasn't been able to hold on to that for whatever reason. Is that because of the format, or again, is that because there's just a certain area of the country 
that is dominating this entire sport, and west of the Rockies, nobody can get a foothold? I think it's multiple things. I think the the fact that it's the same small handful of teams every year, so there's like way too many fan bases that are eliminated and have no interest at all to watch. But, you know, there are college football fans that watch just because it's the 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 ultimate game of of the of the sport. But it's also a marketing thing. Like the Super Bowl is marketed as an absolute can't miss event. Like some people that aren't sports fans watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Think about that. Or the halftime show. Or the halftime show. Yeah. It's 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 not just about the the football game and last night's just about the football right. game for it's, the most part. Which I I don't mind personally as someone that's going to watch it no matter what. I really don't care that the ratings are what they are. I, it, it really doesn't affect me at all. Why would I give a rip what the ratings are? But, you know, it just kind of goes to show that the NFL has, is and always will be light years ahead on how to really market and brand themselves and brand their players. Yeah, I don't think that the national championship will – I mean, there will be higher ratings for the national championship in the future. But I don't know if we ever get to a point where it's just, you know, the numbers are tripled all of a sudden or anything like that. Um, the people that like college football are going to watch college football. And in some cases, man, the people that are college football fans, if they can't stand the two teams, and it's like, eh, whatever, I'm, I'm not even, even going to watch. Yeah. Because, because here's the deal. Like, I don't think that there's going to be any more parity in college football moving forward in terms of who's playing in the national championship game. I think it's going to be the same handful of teams moving forward. Yeah. Well, and, and last night is about as compelling of a story as you're going to get in college football. Um, the greatest ever uh, a former protege of his with the chance to overcome and not being able to beat him in Kirby Smart versus Nick Saban, um, a quarterback, a junior college walk-on, a lifetime fan of Georgia going up against the highest recruited player, the Heisman Trophy winning yep. quarterback. Uh, haven't The Bulldogs haven't won a, a championship in 41 years. Uh, you've got all of the reason to bring in all different audiences, but the problem is – it's the same audience as the year before and the year before that, but you never really drew anyone in with that storyline. <laughs> Air Cover Solutions text line, huge college football fan here, but honestly, I fell asleep at halftime last night, crying face emoji. Yeah. Are you saying you didn't watch the game for the Katy Perry video release at halftime? The Katy Perry vid at halftime was horrible. Who wanted that? I didn't see that. I Somehow, oh, I, did. I missed it. Was I, it horrible? I mean, it wasn't horrible. It was just a weird fit. It was like forced. Like the Super Bowl, right? You know a halftime show is coming. You right. know who the halftime show has been for about two to three months before that. It was just like, hey, here's a football at halftime. And by the way, Katy Perry has a new single. Check it out. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, oh okay. She's not right. there performing. Uh, I didn't, are videos even a thing anymore? Does that happen? It was a music video is, is what it was. Yeah. Wow. I think okay. it's because it's on ESPN. ESPN blows, and a lot of people don't have cable anymore. I only have it because I have someone's Cox account password, LOL. That's from Air Force Joe. <laughs> nice job, Joe. 
once you uh, share that uh, login here through the text line. What do you say? Yeah, uh, you're sharing someone's cocks. I, you know, I don't know if that's a good way to to watch ESPN or not. But I only enough. watched first half. Had to get up at five twenty. Make it on Saturday night. Yeah, the Monday night thing. It didn't get over till like eleven o'clock Central Time. Monday is so. Monday can be a a lot of conflicting stuff going on with um, people that have kids. It's a school night. You got homework from the day. There's after school activities that that get in the way. But you know, I, Saturdays kind. I mean, it's the weekend. People are are definitely more free. The Super Bowl is. It's equated with a party, right? People have a party. You're going to a Super Bowl party. No one's having a national championship party other than Coach Stoops, I guess, (laughs) on a Monday night. You know, that was an awesome party last night, by the way. A lot of people can't have like make a big spectacle of unless you're like a Georgia or Alabama fan. I doubt people were making a big spectacle of watching the national championship game last night. No. But, I mean, the this, this Super Bowl has just been they, – they've mastered that. I mean, no one has a World Series party. It's ingrained party. in American Nobody culture. Nobody has an NBA Finals you know, what, you know, party or anything like that. The Super Bowl is really the only sporting event that you have like a giant party every single year. I mean, that, that's it. I mean, it's just – it's become synonymous with it, – it's just it, – it really is a holiday. Yep. It's an American holiday is what it is. Uh, every year there is a push – to make the Monday after the Super Bowl a federal holiday that everyone be. has it off. It should be. <laughs> if you did that, the ratings on the Super Bowl would go even higher. Because if the day off tomorrow is because of the Super Bowl, you'd almost feel obligated to have to watch it at least to some degree. I think we should all have a uh, Patriots-Bills uh, wild card round party this weekend. Uh, the high is going to be nine degrees, Woo! and there's nothing better than watching playoff football when the temperature won't get over uh, ten degrees. Wow, it's amazing. I love it, and it's. I know a lot of people are frustrated by this, but the NFL outcome is an inevitability. Belichick, Brady in the Super Bowl. Gag, dude. Ugh, I hope not. I don't know. I, I hope not. It's frustrating. Come on, Bills. I've never cared about the Buffalo Bills, but I'll be your biggest fan if you can just shut the Patriots up. Shut oh. Teddy up, really. <laughs> That's funny. That's mm. funny. I know people don't like it or act like they don't like it, but it's coming. Sorry. This is the most, uh, this is the most excited Teddy's been in all four years of being a Patriots fan. It's a big, uh, big playoffs for him. Four years, yeah. Four years. Four. It's more like six or seven. <laughs> I don't even know if it's seven. I'll give you six. I'm not sure if it's seven. Yeah. Well, it's way more than four. That's just that's not fair at all. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Hit us on the text line six five one. Three four three nine. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's the Rush weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Yeah, hi there. My name is Bob and I need some help. Uh, I haven't filed my taxes in over five years. Um, I haven't told my wife about it and I really need to figure this thing out. 
Hi, uh, my husband and I owe about $14,000 in back taxes, and I'm afraid uh, we might end up losing our business. I really don't want that to happen. I'm Rod Polston, founder at Polston Tax. We get calls like these all the time. Good, hardworking people who don't know where to turn when they're facing tax problems. Yeah, I've been getting these letters from the IRS. I don't know what I should do. At Polston Tax, we know what to do when it comes to dealing with the IRS. We've helped more than 2,000 individuals in the last year alone save over $17 million in back taxes. Call us today for a no-risk free consultation so we can develop a plan specifically for you. Call Polston Tax at 405-928-5597. That's 405-928-5597. Texting talking on your phone or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life. When we look back, let's be proud of what we've become. Stronger and wiser, more caring and patient, more prepared and more resilient than ever before. At First United Bank, we're here to help make sure that when we look back, we'll see that we not only survived, but that we're ready to thrive. And that's something we can all look forward to. Landmark Fine Homes is a custom home builder in Oklahoma City. Our commitment is to build energy-efficient, custom-quality, crafted homes around the metro OKC area. If you are looking to build your first home or last, Landmark Fine Homes is the builder for you. We have many floor plans to choose from, or bring us one that you already have. We have communities throughout the metro where we will build on your lot. Call 405-347-5991 and let Landmark Fine Homes help turn your dreams into a reality. The law firm of Ward & Glass has been serving Norman and the state of Oklahoma since 1998. Ward & Glass has built a reputation based on thorough preparation, attention to detail, ethical strength, and professionalism. We are your community law firm and have consultants to handle all types and sizes of legal issues. Call Ward & Glass at 405-360-9700 and put their 100 years of practicing law the right way to work for you. Or visit us online at wardglasslaw.com. Did you know there's a place where you can get good neighbor service and surprisingly great rates on home and auto insurance? Yep, and that place is, ta-da, State Farm. Here's the deal. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher is your go-to agent in Norman for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop shopping around. State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has you covered. Call 405-307-0500 for surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Chapel Supplies You. Family owned for over 40 years, Chapel Supply is proud to serve as one of the largest industrial cleaning equipment suppliers in the U.S. Chapel supplies you with the highest quality pressure washers, industrial hoses, tanks, and chemicals on the market. The certified parts and service team is dedicated to meeting the needs of every customer nationwide. Let Chapel supply you with the products, service, and support your home or business needs. Chapel Supplies You.
We are the home of the Sooner fans. It is the rush on the ref. Keep the text coming on the Air Cover Solutions text line, 651-3439. Conversation today, what two title teams last night looked like, how far away is OU. Uh, there's a gap, but I actually I just saw something that makes me feel a lot better about OU's chances to close the gap on Georgia and Alabama, mm. and it comes from the Twitter account of Andrew Rame. He says... Any farms slash ranches in the 405, preferably close to Norman, in need of a ranch hand this spring and summer? Got lots of experience. DM if you could use the help. Boomer. Hashtag Sooner. There you go. That's that's what a championship caliber program has, Teddy. Offensive linemen that want to be a, a ranch hand during the offseason to earn money. That's what you need. Wow. Guys like that. Shouldn't you be watching film instead of working on a ranch? I'm sure that take will be on the text line soon. No, that's good. Uh, I'm glad he's out there looking for some good, hard, honest ranch work going on out there. Running some fence line. I, Gun, You think Mike Gundy's got a spot on Oh, I ranch? got a spot for you, but it's going to be tougher than anything that that strength coach before you uh, put you through. <laughs> Feeding the turtles, uh, bailing Bermuda hay. Did you see that uh, video I sent yesterday, that guy with his pet turtle? Uh, no. That was Mike Gundy in the future. No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I did. Yeah, actually, I did. Awesome. Hey, everyone uh, thinks OU's going to suck next year. You, you've been uh, monitoring this? I've noticed that. Yeah. ESPN says, oh, they'll be around 17. The Athletic says, ah, they'll be like 25. Joel Klatt says, eh, not even in the top 10. The only way too early top 25 poll that I've seen today that's given OU like any sort of credit is CBS, and they're all the way up to number four. So t- talk, about, talk about that. Everyone else doesn't even have them inside the top 15, but CBS is like, yeah, they might make the college football playoff next year. Why? What is the – well, I guess I shouldn't even ask the question because I know the answer to it. No one does any real research – at all and has tied all of Oklahoma's recent success to Lincoln Riley. So Lincoln Riley's gone. Oklahoma must suck moving forward. It's so, it's such terrible group think. It's just, it's lazy. It's just, it's lazy. Yeah, it, it is lazy, but I think. Brent Venables is loving this sure. right now um, because he's trying to come in and and I think that these guys know, but he's right, really trying to get the point across like, hey, guys, there's a lot of things that need to change for us to be in a, in a right position to take the next step, regardless of how good you think that you are or how many stars you had to next to your name. If everyone's just crapping on OU this offseason and telling them they're not very good, I'm sure that makes the motivation for BV a little bit easier. Right. He probably likes that coming in in year one. Here's the thing, man. Is there, after watching last night, is there a a big separation between where Oklahoma is and what we saw from Alabama and Georgia? Yes, there is. But I think that's the case with everyone. And after you get out of kind of the top uh, three, four, five schools. After that, there's no separation at all. 
And Oklahoma, even with losing their head coach and their quarterback and a couple other players, like typical college turnover, I, o- Oklahoma's still in a better position than nearly every other school in all of college football. Right. Like, I, I don't think that you should look at these way too early. Right? One, they don't mean anything. Sure. Um, but I don't think that you should look at these and say, ooh, yikes, ah, man. There's so many people out there saying that OU doesn't have a chance to be all that great next year. Ugh, I don't feel great about their chances of making the playoff. I have the exact opposite reaction. I feel even better when the teams that are taking OU spot next year like aren't an LSU team that is locked and loaded and ready to have one of those years. A Florida team that's got all these starters coming back. Like The, the teams that they're replacing OU with are Texas A&M, Arkansas, Utah, and right. Wake Forest. Oh, I will take my chances if those are the teams that everyone expects to be uh, great next year. Yeah, let, let, let's roll if A&M, Arkansas, uh, Wake Forest, and teams like that are the ones that you have to overcome. Right. Let, I mean, let's go. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Is like, yeah, we've – we've. And I don't even think you can say that we took a step back from from what we did for the 2021 season moving forward. I think our results will be – at least on par with that, I, frankly, I think they're going to be better. I think we're going to win the Big 12. Um, Agree. So I, whenever you whenever you just kind of peel it back and say, okay, yeah, they're not Alabama or Georgia, where do they fall with the rest of that group? It's like, yeah, they're better. I'm looking at one on 247 Sports. They've got Oklahoma at 12. They've got Wake Forest ahead of Oklahoma. Now, Told you. I don't want to take anything away from Wake Forest, but that's absurd. Right? Oklahoma and Wake Forest are in two different well, stratospheres. Which one are you looking at? Uh, two, four, seven okay, sports. Um, the Athletic had Baylor ranked higher than OU. They had Oklahoma State ranked higher than OU. They had Texas ranked higher than OU. They had Kansas State ranked higher than OU. Stuart Mandel on The Athletic. Right. Which, I, I understand that OSU had a good year and they won the Fiesta Bowl, but I keep seeing these of like, well, Spencer Sanders is back next year. Like, they're using that as, watch out, OSU's going to be really good again because Spencer Sanders is back. And I understand that he was first team All-Big 12 quarterback this year, but I also understand that the talent level in the conference was extremely down. Like, if that's the only reason why you think OSU is going to be good next year, I think you need to come up with a different reason because maybe I'm missing something and I don't think that they'll just be, you know, awful and be 5-7, and but I think OSU's probably going to be one of those teams that are a little bit overhyped this offseason. I don't don't view them as a top 15 team going into next year. And it's not their fault. It's just like we've been talking about. It's kind of laziness. Well, where'd they finish? And how do I project them to be right around that same same position next year? But the the thing with Oklahoma State, and I I think this is a good good thing for them, and I think it points to, to how good of a job Gundy does there with development. Oklahoma State will have – it is a buildup for them. They take a downturn. They get new players in. They do a really good job developing. And in, in three years, whenever those guys are upperclassmen and all kind of coming back together, you got a big group of juniors and seniors. 
they make a nice run and and play really good football and turn some heads. Yep. It's it's like a three or four year rotation with them, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I expect them after having a really good year to start the cycle over uh, to a certain degree next year. Yeah, but I just I, I don't for the life of me think that. Like after losing Jim Knowles, losing the defensive talent that they're going to lose. I mean, in in a lot of ways, they're kind of losing the heart and soul of that football team and way, what made right. that football team really good this year. And I just they're not in a position offensively. I think that they're in a position to replace wide receivers, uh, running backs, and even quarterbacks on a one year basis. But defensively, especially with the new DC, they're not in a position just to replenish that talent. I mean, they haven't right. recruited at that level. That's not really what they're about. You're right, man. They'll take a downturn next year a little bit, but in two, three years, whatever it is, they'll cycle back through and have another pretty good team. Yep. No, I agree with that. Um, Everything has changed in college football. The coaching carousel, the quarterback, musical chairs, everything has changed, but everything has also stayed the exact same. You've got Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State that are going to be one, two, three up there. We'll see how Clemson bounces back. But outside of that, you've got your next tier. And in my opinion, that next tier will be led by the University of Oklahoma. Woo, buddy, let's go. I mean, is there – you disagree with that? It's kind of the same – like I don't change my – Oklahoma's going to be there. There may be some new teams that are involved in the mix, like Michigan was involved in the mix this year. Cincinnati was involved in the mix. There's going to be a couple teams that show up again or, or teams that fade, but I, I expect Oklahoma to be right there in that next group. Yeah, I, I did a segment to open up the 2 o'clock hour today, like why everyone is wrong about OU. Um, I went with quarterback play will be better at one. Uh, running game will be better. You'll have a coach that will – actually commit to it and then stick with it when it's working. I know we're all going to have to readjust the way that we watch OU football next year with the run game. Three, I think tackling is going to be better defensively. Uh, Four is the schedule, but then I also threw out, I I just think the coaching is going to be better. There's going to be more discipline, more details. There's several reasons why I think everyone's wrong about OU in 2022. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I... Do you think there's going to be anything on the team that is like, – what do you think was Lincoln Riley's strength as a head coach? <laughs> last season really warps everything for me because yeah. I don't know what last year's team did well. I would say tailoring the offense to his quarterback strengths is, is what I would say. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know that – we're going to be worse off anywhere on the entire football team. But I do think there's going to be plenty of areas that we're better off. Now, what all of those are, it's hard to say right now because we don't know exactly what the roster is. But um, I feel like there's, there's going to be some things fundamentally in the way that we play that are going to allow us to be a, a better all-around team in a bunch of different areas. So that's why I don't I don't expect any fall off. I frankly I think we'll be will be better than last yeah. year's team. So one more uh, sooner in New York City says, would you guys say that there is a tier one group of about four teams: Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson? 
And then would OU be the best in the tier tier two group? I think the tier one group, I don't think you can put Clemson in there. I think there was a time when Clemson was in. I think right now. Can you put Ohio State in there? They're kind of. Yeah. I mean, they haven't won a title in about seven years now, and, and Georgia just won one. But they were in, they were in the thing a year ago. I, I still put Ohio State there. They, you know, they were a play away from, not a play, but a game away from being right back there again this year, I think. I think they've got uh, good young talent. They've replaced some good guys. I think Ohio State is is there. Now, if you want to go like it's it's definitely Alabama and Georgia. Ohio State, I could uh, you know, I think they're in it. Others could say they're not and I'm fine with that, but Oklahoma is in that next tier and I think it's yeah. I think it's Clemson, it's Oklahoma and you know, I I think that we've done a really good job staying relevant and staying in that tier, but it's it's time to because the other schools. If you want to say Ohio State isn't in the top, like they flashed to show in the top, Clemson has flashed to so, show that they're in the top. We outside of 2017 really haven't flashed to show that we're no. in that top tier. So that's kind of the next move for us. We got to at least flash to show that we're we can be in it for a limited amount of time, and then after that, obviously the. The next step is to be in the top tier. And then sustain it, which is the right. hardest one of them all. Good luck, Georgia. Good Not luck. easy. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely going to be difficult, but not impossible. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up with some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas are just what you need on your drive home. It's the rush weekday afternoons from 2 to 6 on your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Smart decisions bring the biggest returns, like the 2021 GMC Sierra, built on a foundation of professional-grade engineering that brings a strong performance year after year. Offering the world's first multi-pro tailgate, this tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. Test drive a 2021 GMC Sierra today and experience a wise investment that really delivers. See your Central Oklahoma GMC dealers. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. CCW Safe offers service membership plans for concealed carry permit holders. If members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides the best defense attorneys in the U.S., expert witnesses, and investigators specially trained in use of force lawsuits and investigations. Membership plans start at $149 per year for a single membership. Visit CCW Safe at CCWSafe.com. is full of anchors, meant to keep you in place. But the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up.
Did you know that the odds of you having a major insurance claim are very high at least once in your lifetime? How you handle the steps after the disaster determines how you are set up for the future. There are many questions you will have to answer. Restoration companies are usually the first on the scene after the first responders have left. Don't let a company force you to sign an assignment of benefits or let them tell you they will work directly with your insurance company. If you do, you might have just lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510 today. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. (laughs) What a bomb. (laughs) What a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. I feel like there is a story to be told there about how the other eight reindeer cope with the sudden fame of Rudolph. All of a sudden, he's the star, and these other eight reindeer who had been getting the job done for years and years and years are just a line in the song, and that's it. Nobody cares about him anymore. It's all about Rudolph. That's true. I want to know, like, after this, what has happened to Donner and Blitzen and Vixen and all those guys. It's not a bad idea, actually. No, it's a brilliant idea. Thank you. (laughs) T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Lisa Talley, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. You might know that State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has great service. Cindy is your good neighbor after all. But did you know that State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Norman. So call State Farm agent Cindy Nasher at 405-307-0500 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. It is the rush on the ref, and we call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Store number one is. First of all, give a shout-out uh, quickly to our buddies over at Roof Tech, Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, uh, been running Roof Tech for a long time now, tons of experience. They can handle anything just to repairs, uh, fixes, to full-on uh, re- roof replacement. If you've had any hail damage, storm damage come through or just need a new roof, give the guys over at Roof Tech a call. Um, I thought this was interesting. Um, the Cleveland Browns general manager, Andrew Barry, said the Browns fully expect Baker Mayfield to be their starting quarterback in 2022 and bounce back after uh, struggling through an injury-plagued season. You buying that, or is this just talk to get people off their backs? Um, I, I do believe it, but it's going to be a really tough situation for him next year. I don't think that the fans are going to give him a chance. But, 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 is this not the situation that Baker Mayfield has always kind of thrived in? You know? True. Um, really, it, it kind of his tough years in the NFL have been when, you know, coming off that rookie season, everyone thought he was awesome. That, that was his worst year in the league. So, now, when the majority of the fan base is against him, we'll, we'll see how he responds. But I think next year is 
really going to decide what his future in the NFL looks like, man. Right. Yep. Um, I I totally agree. I think the pressure is going to be on, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, I thought this was kind of funny. The Bengals are set to host a playoff game this weekend. It's it's going to be awesome. But they have not won a playoff game since 1991, Jeez. I believe. Wow. Either 90 or 91. Felt like they were in the wild card every year with Carson Palmer, but yeah, never I don't think that they ever won one. I think it's I think it's in 1991 was the last time that or no, it was 19 Yeah, 91 was the last time they they won a playoff game. So someone found like figured this out. Nobody has ever sent a text message saying that the Bengals just won a playoff game <laughs> because the first text message was not sent until 1992. Jeez. So I thought that that was uh, just pretty funny that people put well, that together. They are definitely entering the playoffs as the hot team. The thing with them is, you know, if they lose this weekend, that's kind of like, eh, whatever. Next year is really their year to break through. So I don't, and, and that doesn't mean that they'll play bad, but there's not a whole lot of pressure, I think, on Cincinnati right. to, this weekend. No, that's true. There's there's definitely not a whole lot of pressure, but I still expect them uh, to go out and. And feel the pressure of being in a playoff game and wanting to win against the Raiders, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good one. And yeah. I'm sure it's not going to be great weather in that one either. Uh, being outside in Cincy, um, I thought this was interesting. A lot of people were talking about Kirby Smart's vertical as that great camera shot showing him jumping up in the air on that final interception. What no one is talking about though is. That Kirby Smart basically, not basically, was telling the player to get down with the football, get down, get down, and then chased him down the sideline for like 30 yards, screaming at him to get down, and then puts his hands up (laughs) whenever he scores the touchdown. I thought it was, I thought that was pretty funny that, you know, as a coach, stuff like that happens where you know what the right play is. You're trying to tell your guy to get down. You don't want to see that ball punched out or him fumble it, whatever could happen there. And it's like, no, 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 yes. Because well, <laughs> because we could all see it, right? It's like, oh, God, it's Alabama. Like, they would be the team that would Something's punch it happen. out, recover it, get the ball back, score a touchdown, get the two-point conversion, and Georgia's going to lose in overtime. Like, if he was playing anybody else, he probably doesn't have that reaction, just like, go score, kid. But he knows it's Bama, so it's like anything's on the table. I mean, right. all, with the turnover that they had a few minutes before that, any, anything is always on the table for Alabama. Right. It's ridiculous. Um, last one I've got, and fascinating. Two Oklahoma death row inmates have agreed to a firing squad hmm. as an alternative to the state's three-drug lethal injection method that they argue is unconstitutional. And uh, both of the inmates face executions in the coming months. There you go. Death by firing squad, Tyler? Would that be a pretty pressure-packed shot? Or is it like, ah, the other eight guys got it here if I miss? If I remember right, there are, I think there's like eight guys. And I believe that only one of them has 
a true bullet, but they don't know which one of them it Seriously. is. Seriously. Right. Wow. I think that's how it works. That is not your traditional firing squad. Right. Interesting. Uh, I'm pretty sure that someone may be able to to text me or text the show rather and explain it, but I feel like I, I had read that before. But there you go. I mean, that's at the wild, end of the man. day, I guess the way the job gets accomplished shouldn't be that big of a deal. We're, we know what's happening here. Uh, all right, I got a couple. First, we know that Roy Williams is going to be a member of the College Football Hall yeah. of Fame. He tweeted out something of like a you know a, a football in there that says it. But then there, there's like this sign, and, and listen to this. It says of the 5.54 million who have played and coached high school football, or excuse me, college football since 1869, only 1,038 players and 223 coaches have been inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame. Wow. I was shocked that 5.54 million people have played and coached college football since 1869. Didn't yeah. that seem like a high number? But only well, like uh, just barely over 1,000 have actually gotten in the Hall of Fame. That's nuts. Since what year? 1869. <sighs> Has it really been football been played that long? Wow, okay. Uh, I guess you're talking about... Uh, 160 years of football. So, yeah, I guess so. And you got to, you know, there's only so many Division One, but you got college football at a bunch of different levels. So, yeah, that is, that's a very, very small group that have made that list. That's pretty impressive. Uh, by the way, you're right on the one bullet thing. Text line is. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 Um, Latrell McCutcheon entering in the transfer portal today. If you want to talk about things that will affect OU long-term, I do not think that this is the topic or the situation that will. Yeah, I, I think he's a good, young, talented corner. And I'm, I'm disappointed to see him get into the transfer portal. Uh, I and, and it kind of – there was hints all season about – disgruntled right oh what, what do you mean his dad like cussing out the defensive staff on twitter yeah is that, is that what you mean it had that feeling throughout the season i was hoping with a new staff new opportunities uh a, a chance to embrace this and see it as a great challenge to go out there and and be a part of hopefully a great defense um so i'm disappointed because i think he's a really talented kid but you know we'll see where he ends up I guess maybe it's not totally off the table that he's back at Oklahoma, but um, yeah, I didn't like to see that. Great crowd last night for the national championship game. Seven of the 38 bowl games this season sold out. The Gasparilla Bowl, uh, Florida and Central Florida, the Music City Bowl, Tennessee and Purdue, the Birmingham Bowl, Auburn and Houston, the Orange Bowl, Georgia and Michigan, the Cotton Bowl, Bama and Cincinnati, the Rose Bowl, Ohio State and Utah, and the college football playoff title game, Bama and Georgia. So you see some similarities there. All of those bowl games had one thing in common, an SEC team yeah. outside of the Rose Bowl between Ohio State and Utah. Yeah. An SEC, but I think there's a an SEC team, but also in the SEC footprint is where those bowls exactly. were played, right? Yeah, yeah, close to that close to that campus. We talked right. about that last week. Mm -hmm. That was a really good move for the SEC is just putting teams in bowl games where they knew that there was going to be a, you know, a big attendance. Right. So, good right. on them. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number 2 next. From Norman to Lawton 
to Clinton, to Oklahoma City, to Tulsa, and beyond. The Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. And when you're away, never miss a second with the Sports Talk 1400 app. Smart decisions bring the biggest returns, like the 2021 GMC Sierra, built on a foundation of professional-grade engineering that brings a strong performance year after year. Offering the world's first multi-pro tailgate, this tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. Test drive a 2021 GMC Sierra today and experience a wise investment that really delivers. See your Central Oklahoma GMC dealers. Your 23rd-ranked Oklahoma women's basketball team returns to the LNC to take on another ranked opponent. Join us Wednesday, January 12th at 6 p.m. as the Sooners take on 14th-ranked Baylor. Groups of 10 or more are eligible for discounted tickets all season long. For tickets and more information, visit Soonersports.com tickets. Boomer Sooner. Reliable. Fast. Affordable. OEC Fiber was founded on the same principles that brought us OEC 85 years ago. We are reinvesting in Oklahoma by bringing high-speed fiber services to your homes, businesses, and schools. Make sure to visit us today at OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will. This is Lisa Talley, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. Okay, so five tacos of cheese and a large soda, that's $10,012. Please drive around. Wait, 10,000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few, I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Needing a fresh start in 2022? How about a new year, a new you, and some new shoes? Hey, it's Chris Plank from Brown Shoe Fit in Norman. Go see my guy Steve and his knowledgeable team that can help fit you with the right shoe to jumpstart your new year of health and wellness. Whether it's for running, walking, hiking, or just everyday comfort, they carry the biggest and best brands for everyone in the family, like Hope, New Balance, Brooks, Birkenstocks, and Clarks. Go buy Brown Shoe Fit to get your perfect fit at 2420. 27 West Main Street in Norman, behind Chick-fil-A, next to Hobby Lobby. When we look back, let's be proud of what we've become. Stronger and wiser, more caring and patient, more prepared and more resilient than ever before. At First United Bank, we're here to help make sure that when we look back, we'll see that we not only survived, but that we're ready to thrive. And that's something we can all look forward to. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. CCW Safe offers service membership plans for concealed carry permit holders. 
members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides the best defensive attorneys in the U.S., expert witnesses, and investigators specially trained in use of force lawsuits and investigations. Members start at $149 per year for a single membership. Visit CCW Safe at CCWSafe.com. Don't miss the Norris Marine in-house boat show sales event because we actually have 2022 models in stock today. From January 10th through the 16th, get Tracker Bass Boats starting at $188 per month, Sun Tracker Fishing Barges for $265 a month, Ranger Riata Pontoons starting at $289 per month, and Nitro Z19 Pro Package Bass Boats for only $427 per month. The supply chain issues are real, and we're lucky to have inventory for you. Head to NorrisMarine.com for more information. All payments with 10% down WAC. This hour of the rush brought to you by Cavens Construction Group. They are specializing in facilities maintenance and residential roofing. Give Cavens a call today, 405-573-3048. OKC Tulsa, they are here to serve you. Cavens Construction Group, 405-573-3048 or cavensconstruction.com. Several texts, we'll get to them here. Santa John says, my perfect scenario is that Caleb Williams has a change of heart, realizes he's better served by coming back to OU, then notifies Brent Venables. BV then tells him that OU has moved on by obtaining two great quarterbacks through the transfer portal. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I would that ever see the light of day? That's that's a graphic that I could get behind. OU releasing uh, Caleb Williams reached out, and our roster is full now. <laughs> Kiffin rumored for open NFL head coaching jobs. If so, Lebby in line for Ole Miss. If so, who does OU go after? I haven't heard Kiffin. Uh, being rumored for any NFL jobs, that may be right, but I haven't heard that. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I'm I'm sure that there's people going through the the process for whatever reason, and you know, uh, Kiffin's name comes up whenever teams are doing their due process and putting together a group of candidates. Uh, I would be surprised if Lane Kiffin gets. An NFL job. When's the last time he was in the NFL? Uh, he got fired with the Raiders. Is that the last time he was uh, in? I, I believe so. I think that's right. Yep. So I'd be surprised if now, um, you know, teams are, are are want him to make the jump to the NFL. And I'd be surprised, frankly, if he wants to make that jump. I I think just getting a picture of it from the outside looking in. I think Lane Kiffin wants to be at a place where there's not a whole lot of pressure to win. Uh, it's kind of high profile where he's in the news and in the mix, but at the end of the day, there's no real consequences to poor play. In a short flight to his home in uh, Southern California. That's right. All right, quick timeout. Final hour of the rush is next. Catch sports radio icon Mike Steely and 247 reporter Parker Thune. Weekdays from noon to 2 on the Steelman and Thune at Noon Show. On your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.
Sports Talk, 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, The Ref, Sports Radio Network. Ever wonder why someone would leave the roads they know for places?